Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode 132 of our Truth Tidbits as we are trying to continue as long as the Lord will allow to continue to live in this life and read through his word and gain truth from that. And I do pray that these are a blessing to you. Today, I want to continue reading in 1 John chapter 4, and I want to look specifically at verses 18 and 19 of 1 John chapter 4, as we are reading through the book of 1 John at this current time. And so, I want to share a few thoughts about that today with you, and welcome to you as you join in. So in 1 John chapter 4, we're going to talk about perfect love being the source of rest for us. And I don't know a person that, that really doesn't struggle with some degree of fear, but we're going to talk about love and fear today and how perfect love casts out fear. Let's read it first. <clears throat> there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. <clears throat> so let's talk about these two verses because there's quite a bit in there that I want to speak about. John is telling us here that perfect love is the source of our rest, the source of our peace he says there's no fear in love, but he says contrarily, perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. So let's talk about that. First of all, there's no fear in love for this reason. I want to look first at Romans chapter 8, <clears throat> excuse me, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? <clears throat> Excuse me. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, <clears throat> nakedness or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And that's a quote from the Old Testament. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I think Paul pretty much covers everything there to show us that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. 
He, let me list them again. He says, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Then he goes on down and he says, death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, nor things to come, height, depth, nor any other created thing. In other words, if there's anything else that didn't fit into one of those categories, he covered it all when he said any created thing, any other. None of that, none of that, Paul says he is persuaded, absolutely convinced with a solid conviction that will stand the test of time, no questions asked, that none of those things can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus to us. Now, the problem for us is really getting that from what we read and understand in our minds really into our heart to where in the gut of our being, down deep in our soul, we know it's true. Not that we question the, the truth of God's word, but there's a big difference between something becoming real to you you know, that you, that you read in God's word. And I hope and pray that this today will help encourage you and me. Yes, I need this message also. None of us are perfected in love completely, but God wants us to be. He wants us to be settled in that. We all need to understand that nothing, nothing in this life or in the age to come, he says, nothing to come. Nothing, not even life or death itself will be able to separate us from the love of God. That's that. That's being perfect in love. That's being perfected in love is when that truly gets down in our gut, down in our knower, where we know that 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 that is the truth. No matter what circumstance there is, no matter whether there's tribulation or famine or sword or distress or any of those other things, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, we are not separated from God's love. Circumstances might appear that way, but that's not the truth of it. Nothing separates us from God's love. We need to understand I just want to briefly point this out as well. There is a difference between God's love and God's pleasure toward us or whatever. And I want you to understand it like a parent and a child. If a child is doing wrong, the parent, a true parent that loves that child, will love that child no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what the child has done. The parent's still going to love that child. That does not mean that the parent is pleased with the behavior of that child. There may be things that the child has done that the parent is not pleased with, but the parent never stops loving that child. And I want us to know that it's similar with God. There may be times when he, yes, he has to discipline us. Yes, he corrects us because he loves us, but he will never, ever stop loving us. Not even our failures and our sins can separate him from the love of God. As a matter of fact, it was because of our sins that his love was activated, according to John three sixteen, He loved the world 
so much that he said they need me. They can't make it on their own. They are doomed to eternal hell if I don't, in, if I don't get involved. And this was decided way before man was ever even created. God knew it all along. But he got his, he, he rolled up his sleeves, so to speak, and came. Jesus came because God loved us. And we're going to look at that in a moment, in a, in a second as well. So this is true that nothing separates us from love. Because when we have that perfection, when we have, when we've been perfected in love, not that we attain perfection in this life, but when we truly have it down deep in us and we know that we know that we know that we know that God loves us no matter what we might go through, then that perfect love is what casts out fear. In other words, that perfect love moves in and fear's got to go. It cannot stay. It casts out. It means it thrusts it out. It hurls it. It hurls it away. I love this. It hurls it away without any concern for where it falls. In other words, it's ejected. It's evicted. Get out of here. It comes with the idea of being violent and intense. Perfect love moves in and ejects fear. It has to go. There's no place for it. And there is no co-occupancy. In other words, when perfect love is in us, Fear doesn't have a place. There, it cannot live there. The love of God casts it out. Oh, that's a beautiful, a beautiful truth that we need to perhaps even meditate on. Because fear, and that is the word phobos in the Greek, from where we get phobia. And many of us have various different you know, things we might say we're afraid of. We're afraid of spiders or we're afraid of you know, closed spaces or we're afraid of this or afraid of that. It is a, a type of phobia. But John is telling us here that that phobia involves, or really this is a, a deeper word, it means to have or to hold, to keep. It's like having possession of something. It's like something... Um, being an integral part of it. I love how Thayer's defines this. He says it's to own or to possess, but he also says it's used of those joined by bonds of natural blood or marriage or friendship or duty or law. In other words, fear and torment are bound together. There's a bonding there. There's a natural bonding. There's a marital bonding. There's a legal bonding there between those. And I love how Mounts says it too. Mounts says this, that it can mean to have at his command. So in other words, fear and torment are very much linked together. But perfect love casts out those. Torment is that penal. It's, a, it's like a penalty or chastisement. Uh, you know, constantly being beat up, so to speak. And these things are mostly in our lives acting out in mental and emotional ways. The, you know, the, the battlefield particularly is our minds most of the time. And we, that's one of the reasons I think that Paul wrote somewhere about bringing every thought captive. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians 10, where he says to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 
because we have to, to fight against those thoughts that would come in from the devil or even from ourselves and disturb us emotionally and mentally. God wants us to be free of those things and to be free of the torment that fear brings and that fear is bound to. So he will cast out that when we have that true understanding. This condition, John even says here, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So in other words, we're all in a growing process. This is not a condemnation type thing for any of us when we are struggling with various fears. But it's simply stating to us our need for God to perfect us in love, our need for us to truly have what we read in Romans 8 really down in our knower so that we know that we know that we know and it will be a constant source for us in whatever we're going through. We need that. We need that because that will provide a settledness for us about our time here on earth and more importantly, just like we talked about in the last lesson, that we will have apparently, or, or remembering, sorry, remembering verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. We spoke about that in the last episode, but this perfection of love in our lives, this, this working of love to its fullness and its complete work in us will settle us not just about our time today and in this life, but also, more importantly, giving us confidence for the coming day of judgment. And we've talked about that. You can explore that through the Bema Seat study that I'm doing, uh, that I have been doing. And I have another episode that will probably go up today as well on that. But we've talked about the two judgments that are ahead for every individual. The, the unbeliever has one that he must face, and the believer has another. And the believer's is the Bema Seat judgment of Christ. And we saw how that this will give us confidence. So that, first of all, we know our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so we will, in fact, be at the Bema Seat. And then, secondly, we can be his ambassadors in this earth doing the work of the Lord so that we have that confidence to hear him say well done to us when we do stand before him. So God wants us to be perfected in love. May God grant us the ability to get to that place. So this is, in essence, the wrap-up. He tells us in verse 19, We love him because he first loved us. In other words, we would never have known this kind of love had God not demonstrated it, had God not loved us first. He's the one that has wrapped this up for us. He's the one. It's only because he loved us first that we can even know what this is, experience it, and have it in our gut and know in our knower that he loves us. I want to conclude today's with reading Romans chapter 5, and I want to read verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, that's the most beautiful picture of true love 
that there is ever and will ever be. And that is the proof positive that God loves us no matter what. This is, while before we were ever in his family, while we were still sinful and walking our sinful way, he saw us and he loved us and he sent Jesus to die for us, to save us from our sins, to bring the solution to our sin problem that we could have never found on our own and we could have never solved on our own. And he sent forth his only begotten son so that all who will receive him, all who will believe in faith upon him will be saved and will have everlasting life, the abundant life that Jesus wants to give us. So perfected love is the source of true rest, peace, and confidence. That is what settles and restores our soul, our mind, and our emotion. It is what frees us from the torment that is bound in fear. And it is what wraps us in his arms of love and gives us that blanket of love that he has for us. Praise be to God. Oh, yes, praise God is right. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you today. And Lord willing, if, it, if the Lord allows that you can join us again for any future episodes of our Truth Tidbits that God allows us to bring daily. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.